Hello and welcome to the One Football Podcast. To get back to my point, yeah, Top Gun is a top movie. No, no. Okay, what? that's really that's no. Brilliant. It's that's, not the I mean, top I don't movie. Like it, but really. you know, it's fine. a brilliant movie. It's got all. It's got action. It's got that song. It has jets. That, it's got that, that I do like. But it's got that beach scene where they're playing volleyball. What's Sorry, are you are you comparing me Top Gun with any of the Stanley Kubrick movies? For example, the Full Metal Jacket. Are you comparing me? No, but I mean, it's apples and oranges. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I, I have to agree with him on that one, though. But know. it is. I do agree with you. You know, less it's you know, not, intensely. It's, maybe, a, fa- but it's a funny it's movie. It's a movie to spend an evening, but not a top movie. Yeah, but it's sometimes you just need to, you know, turn off the brain and let Tom Cruise see yeah. in. <laughs> that, okay, no. I saw Tom Cruise recently in one of those, what's what's that guy that does carpool karaoke? What's his name? Carpool. Oh, uh, the, James the, Corden. James Corden. Yeah. I saw he did a video with him recently. I'm sort of oh. scared of, of, of uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, Scientology Tom is not that fun. No. He has this he has this sort of weird thing to him. I'm not quite sure what His stare is. changed too. Haven't you noticed that? Like his stare is really... Like it's a gaze now. It's not a stare anymore. It's really, really odd. Okay, so we all agree Top Gun, best movie ever. Yeah, <laughs> let's move on. Should we move on? Okay. Yeah. Joining me, Ian McCourt, on today's One Football podcast is Daniel Cadena Jordan. Hello. Hayoni Beleza Guida. Did, did I get it? No, not at all. Oh, <laughs> it's okay. Belza. Hayone Belza Gede. Okay. <laughs> and Alejandro de la Cruz Diego Gonzalez. Hello. Okay, and after going through all of those names, that's all we have time for today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But if you want to get in touch next time, um, you know, ask us how we're doing, find out what our favorite chocolate is, that sort of thing. Maybe talk about a Top Gun. Podcast at onefootball.com is the email you need. Or get onto iTunes, give the pod a rating and leave a comment to let us know how you think we are doing. So over the last few episodes, we've been starting off by asking how excited everyone is for their season ahead. We've done the Premier League. We've done Liga. We're now on to La Liga. So what's most exciting for each of you this season? Daniel, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I mean, what would be exciting would be, well, definitely Real Madrid or Cristiano and what that implies. Uh, and uh, hopefully seeing a league without either Madrid or Barca win for once, which would be lovely. Wow. For me, that we'll, we'll got the BAR, finally. The best invent in the, in the world of footballs uh, since many years. We got this year in the Spanish league, and I think it will be a, a, fair, a more fair league this this season. Ione? Yeah, I totally agree with both of them, actually. Oh. I'm really excited to see a Madrid without Cristiano Ronaldo. I am also very excited to see how the VAR plays out in La Liga, and even if it has a lot of people against it, I think it's going to be fairer and it's just gonna be more fun I think it was a lot of diving before but now it's gonna be fair and just fun to watch and watch proper football like the Premier League Premier League and proper wow. football that's not something I often hear <laughs> but speaking about uh, we'll, we'll come back to VAR in a bit but I do want to talk about uh, we'll talk VAR but another sort of TV related thing was the news yesterday that one of the La Liga games is going to be shown or is going to be played abroad yeah Every year for the next 15 years, and it's going to be in America, and this is a disaster. Well, or is um, it not? 
it's it's a really interesting year for La Liga actually because they've also introduced a lot of changes. Not only the VR is around, there's this thing now uh, that the U.S. is gonna U.S. and Canada actually might host. Uh, oh, Canada too. It's North America they they call it, so okay. that includes two nations. I'm sure the Albuquerque fans will be delighted. Yeah, Edmonton's when, delighted, aren't they? Yeah, when his half <laughs> yeah. turn up. Yeah, yeah uh, there's them, uh, and there's also uh, what's the asymmetrical calendar, which is interesting concept, which means that not necessarily that not for playing the same. You won't play the, f- the same team the first mm-hmm. match day as you would the first match day of the, the second round of the, mm-hmm. of the season. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So, um, but getting back to the the, yeah. the TV deal. Well, anyhow, uh, they agreed upon this with the people that are behind the ICC, the International Champions uh, Cup, or, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, well, there's been a lot of fallback already with that. And uh, it's not theoretically something that's already signed off and that can be executed because FIFA, the US Federation, and CONCACAF get, to, get a say on this as well. So uh, it's controversial, it's innovative, I'll give them that. Uh, whether it's good or not, I think time will tell. NFL does it, it works marvels for them, but then again, it's something, you know, as you said, oranges and apples, so mm-hmm. I don't know, I think time will tell. Hayone, good or bad for their La Liga? Um, there was a lot of critics in Spain with regarding this decision, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I, see, I think it's Tebas playing a king. In La Liga, and I think he's Tevez only... being, of course, the head of this... Is he the Spanish FA or the La Liga? Uh, La Liga. La Liga. La Liga. Liga. Yeah, La Liga. And at the end of the day, he's been the one calling the shots. Mm-hmm. Like, he just did for the Super Cup. Sevilla were strongly against playing in Morocco and playing only one game. But at the end, it was played like that, against Sevilla's will. And I think it's a little bit of the same with this. It's just more, um, uh, like, how you call it? He wants to play more abroad because of the money mm-hmm. that the North America, as they call it, um, bring. And I don't know. I, I'm unsure. I think I think it should be played uh, in Spain. It's Getafe. No one wants to watch in Miami a Getafe Levante, I don't think. <laughs> and also it's just ridiculous for the fans of Getafe and Levante to go abroad. We are talking about thousands of kilometers of travel mm. it doesn't make any sense for the players too it's for the players though. for the mm. families for the fans at the end mm. of the day who's gonna watch on a Sunday night who's gonna go to Miami come back to Madrid to go to school next day I mean who even wants to watch it have a, uh, anyway go on Alejandro <laughs> uh, uh, following Hayones views about this new thing of La Liga games in the US there is something that for example the Players Association has said they do, they completely don't agree with this and they don't they thought they think even to go on a strike that will be the second time they go on a strike in the Spanish football because some years ago they did the same mm-hmm. and they go, they, go, they went on a strike because of the TV deal and on the, and on, on the TV dates. So How likely is a strike? Um, I, I mean, would, they talk about it, but would they actually do it? I wouldn't. I wouldn't say no. They they would they would do a strike. I I I I would I I I will I will see it probable, because it's um, this is this has been an agreement without asking the players association, mm-hmm. uh, an agreement between only between La Liga and the boss on the International Champions Cup, mm-hmm. and apart the part of it can be good for Spanish football. Uh, in terms of international projection, view, and all the on, and all the stuff possible, it can it cannot be good for the players. They are the main the main actors of this of this of this game. Bit of a mess. It As seems always, rushed. Good it old mess. Seems, yeah, it seems rushed. Uh, well, they want yeah, to be like exactly. American sports, Americans lockout here and there. So uh, there you have it. Okay. It's all good. 
Can't wait to watch El Clasico in New Mexico someday. <laughs> anyway, getting back to the actual the league itself, there's only one place we can really start, and that's Real Madrid. And a Real Madrid without Cristiano Ronaldo for the first time in nine years. Wow, been so long. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. You've all had time to think about it right now, or by now. Was it the right thing for Madrid to do to get rid of him? Uh, as the old king is dead, long live the new king. And the new king is going to be Gareth Bale for Real Madrid. Wow. Uh, he is going to uh, handle the, the pressure of being the leader of the team. And we are going to enjoy this season in Madrid. Uh, oh, you, you're skirting around the question yeah, here, Alejandro. Yeah, he kind of is, right? Sounds like a PR representative, He's taking, doesn't it? He, it yeah. is, look, you're taking the politician's <laughs> answer to it. I mean, was it the right thing for, for Madrid to do? They've sold a player who's their record goal scorer still. Yeah. It's, I mean, how many did he get last season? 40 Yeah, they, they did the right thing. If the player doesn't want to stay, he has, he has the door. That is the philosophy of Real Madrid. I like it. Uh, Real Madrid is only for the players that want to, want to stay, fill the team, and they think they can win on Real Madrid. If they don't feel that, I'm sorry, but they can leave. And Real Madrid did well selling Ronaldo. I think I, wow. I agree with the Real Madrid here uh, fan for once. Because it's true that Real Madrid did not do good in letting him go, but they had no other chance. Um, they, they couldn't say no to him. He did not want to say. He's 33 years old. He has won everything at Real Madrid. He wants a new challenge. And I think that's what he was looking for at Juve. And he saw already that Real Madrid was not... He didn't offer him that challenge anymore. Mm -hmm. And it was too old for him to be fighting with Messi. That was It was getting old. And he's looking for a new something at Juve. And I think that's what Serie A is going to offer him now. But yeah, Real Madrid did not do well. But they had no other possibility of... You know, the, keeping him. That's the best thing about this move is that we don't have to talk about Ronaldo against Messi <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Uh, Alejandro is pretty confident that Bale can step into the fold. Uh, I'm not, not so much. Neither. I mean, he's not a bad player. I mean, at all. I mean, he's far from that. But uh, a team leader, the guy doesn't even speak the language. Uh, the guy is. Has he not learned Spanish yet? I have something, but basics. I don't know. Like, he's too busy playing golf. Coffee, please, or yeah. something, maybe? He speaks Spanish, but he doesn't want to speak with the media because he, he feels more confident to speak with the media in English rather mm -hmm. than in Spanish. Oh, that's yeah, but that's that not a thing. team leader attitude, is that? I mean, he's supposed to lead by example, and if that's the example, well, I'm not that convinced, am I? Uh, but having said but, that, but in, in, in footballing terms, I think he, he's a capable player. Is he capable to like man for man replace Cristiano Ronaldo? No, nowhere nearby. But uh, do they still have a decent squad that he will be able to you know uplift or you know build around him? Maybe that, that's interesting. But something is definitely mis missing, and that is very very obvious. Uh, and that's my point, at least that you know there is a huge gap, and Bale is not big enough for that. It's a lot of more pressure on Benzema too. Yeah, yeah but we know uh, there was a lot of pressure also in the last Champions League semi-finals, and he answered. So why why don't why shouldn't we trust on Karim Benzema? I think that with Madrid, uh, Cristiano's uh, leaving, what Madrid is going to focus is in the team spirit. Before they had like a main figure, now they have the team spirit. So Marcelo, Sergio Ramos. Bale Benzema is not going to be like Benzema is the new one we have to follow it's going to be the team spirit and they have to keep focusing on that if they want to achieve things without their main top, top goal scorer that's interesting because it's almost like then that they would abandon that Galactico policy and just concentrate more on hey let's actually build a team here I think they have to because there is no figure like Cristiano Ronaldo and now that he's gone they have to they have to do something about it mm. but they can't find that 
Neymar figure, so they will have to move forward with, the, I guess, more of a team spirit. No, but they yeah, can they, they can do that, and also to reconstruct the team on a moment the market the transfer market is highly overpriced. They're pay, they're paying big prices for players that they have uh, not not so much level. So that's a good thing of Florentino Perez presidency on Real Madrid to. Stay calm, stay quiet, not to spend too much in big signings and invest in youth, in youth, in youth guns, invest in youth, in youth players that can be good prospects in a small, a small, medium time future. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing. And no Zinedine Zidane this season. Why? I, I mean, they'll probably hold on to Modric. You'd expect at this stage to keep. Yeah, that he, Modric is going to stay. Of course, he they will, he will re renovate his contract with Real Madrid and he will continue. Okay. What about uh, whose name I can never pronounce this? Julian Lopetegui. Yeah, Lopetegui. Okay. Basque what about name? what about Lopetegui? <laughs> That's yeah. I'll, I'll get it one of these days. <laughs> um, what do we expect him to change with Madrid, or will he change anything? Uh, he will only do the small adjust to try to keep the team as champion as possible. For example, he's a player that loves a lot to talk with the young players. To talk, he has been also a player. He was also a goalkeeper in the, in the top division in Spain. He likes to have a, have a strong contact with youth players, with uh, players that can go that are growing up. Also respecting the hierarchies on the on the locker room, respecting that, for example, now uh, now Cristiano is out. Sergio Ramos is the leader of the of the of the locker room as Marcelo and another players that have enough experience in Real Madrid. And we, I, I expect very very big things from Lopetegui this season. Okay, so still a sort of similar four three three approach, you'd imagine. Mm, yeah, it, it's going to be four three three more or less, maybe or four okay. th four three one two. It okay. can be also. So nothing too major in tactically anyway. Nothing too major in tactically. Okay. I started following Sergio Ramos on uh, Instagram. Yeah. Big mistake. <laughs> I enjoy him. You do? I, yeah, I think I mean I'm one of those people who quite enjoyed the shithousery of Sergio oh, Ramos. Okay. And so him posing on a boat in like gold speedos, I would find that funny. <laughs> he's a yeah. fashion victim, so he's, we can yeah. we can blame him. I guess he's amusing in that way, but other than that. Uh Viniscus. Vinicius. Vinicius. My goodness. We'll get through the end of this podcast with me pronouncing one name right. <laughs> uh, will he? How much of a part will he play this season? Uh, he will have minutes. He will have minutes. Uh, he's very. He's working very well in the training sessions in Valdebebas, and Lopetegui has a very strong confidence on the on, the, on this youth player from Brazil. Okay. We're gonna enjoy him very much in Bernabeu. Um, and then final question on Madrid: What are the aims for this season? Because Craig Shapiro has asked via Twitter, any chance they could finish below third or even out of the top four. Uh, we are starting now uh, saying Real Madrid is over. After that, that UEFA Super Cup loss, we are starting all the all the alarm alarm voices. This this team has no chance for nothing. We're in August. Let's speak in June. Okay, well they'll finish in the top four. I mean, it's it's it would be a real huge shocker if they didn't. Uh, having okay. said that, third is not far fetched. I would say. Okay. Anyway, speaking of top four. Barcelona and a serious question time for you how's Messi going to cope without Ronaldo <laughs> is he going to cope without Ronaldo what, I mean who's he going to be compared to the thing is that I think that I think Ronaldo uh, was looking for that comparison much more than Messi is I think Messi is much more of a chill kind of down to earth kind of guy so 
I, they are looking at me really badly, but I, this is really what I think. I mean, he's not. I mean, look at the guy. He's just much more down to earth and and easy. And this is not because I'm a Barca fan, right? No, nothing to do <laughs> no, with that no. whatsoever. No. A, a more serious question, though, is how they're going to cope without Iniesta. Is that going to be a big loss for them at all? I mean, even if you consider just his presence in the dressing room and uh, you know, World Cup winner, etc. Yeah, definitely. Iniesta is going to leave a huge gap in the team. But I think that as we saw with the Xavi's uh, leaving as well, the team is going to have to restructure itself. Mm-hmm. And... The interesting thing with Barca this season is that even if they lost Iniesta, they are getting some new players and a very interesting new um, new breath is coming to the team, more young players, also with the experience of Vidal. So I think the team is going to continue with their, their approach of... Um, fo- it's going to change their, pl- their approach and focus on young players to kind of uh, cope with the leaving of, um, of Iniesta. What did you make of the Vidal move? I found that odd. I, I actually find it really odd, but at the same time, I thought it was interesting to see that they were focusing on young players. So they go, they went for Arthur, mm-hmm. that he came before he was um, he was gonna come, right? He was gonna come yeah. in the uh, uh, in the winter season, but now he's co- he's coming now. But I think that for Vidal, they were looking for something a more like um, uh, experienced kind of player that could leave that depth in the. Um, in the changing room mm-hmm. as well and that Valverde could have more um, mm-hmm. more to choose from I guess yeah let's just hope there's not a bottle of whiskey on the airplane <laughs> uh, so what have you made then I mean outside of uh, outside of Vidal what have you made of the transfers this summer because I think they've been one of the better clubs in La Liga when it comes to the transfer window I think that I think that Barca has stepped up their game with the transfer season this this season, um, not only with um, Arthur but like um, Lenglet and Malcolm mm. were really interesting transfers that added finally added depth to the positions that Barca were lacking the most. And even if they are men that only have a, a certain position like Piqué, we are still missing a a central. Uh, a, how do you say that? Center, yeah. center, center back. back. Yeah, mm-hmm. center back. I think that uh, we have more. Yeah, we can juggle more with uh, Lenglet, with uh, also moving players that are already there, like Busquets and Sergi Ramos, and switching them between defense and midfield. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what Barca has done well this season. And also, they got rid of some dead wood too, which is not to be underestimated. And there's a name I'd like to mention on Barca's new squad that can be can be the bre- the biggest breakout in in decades for Barca, Ricky Puig, one of the one Ooh. of the youngsters of the of the La Masia. He has played some preseason games this season, and everyone has been impressed with him. Ooh. Gattuso said it was a, a, a pleasure to see he, a guy like him playing with the ball, a stick to the to yeah, his foot. Yeah, I mean the guy's nineteen years old, right? And yeah. he was really uh, he has raised some eyebrows, and I think that he will be. Speaking of Iniesta, I think he will be the next one, the next big name for Barca. So oh, look wow. out for him. <laughs> that's quite a that's quite a name to have to live up to. Definitely. Yeah. Let's Not a small one, definitely. Uh, obviously, they won the league easily enough last season, but Europe was the problem for them. Can you see them fixing it this season? Yeah, I think that what Barca did this season with the signing was um, being able to change the tactics. I mean, with uh, obviously, they won the Copa, they won the La Liga. With the Champions League, was a, a complete disaster. And what happened in Roma cannot happen again. And what Valverde is looking for is 
be able to change the tactics a little bit what I uh, with what I said before with the switch between midfield mm-hmm. and and defense and definitely with the new transfer with these new um, signings the team is more balanced mm-hmm. so I think that's what they can achieve in looking for the the uh, Europe this year oh nice Daniel would you like to talk Atletico Madrid definitely okay they spent a lot of money this summer they have they've been uh, pretty investive let's put it that way and they've They've got uh, Lamar, they've yeah. got Rodri, they've kept Griezmann. That's a good one too, hey, yeah. That's a really, really good one. Yeah. Uh, their best signing? Definitely, I'd say uh, Lamar. I think he's by far one of the most interesting French prospects out there, which is, you know, speaking volumes nowadays, world, world champions and whatnot. Uh, and he's the sort of player that does add what Atletico had never had in the recent years, which was depth. I mean, finally, the team has a squad that does not rely on not having injuries, on not having to count on the same two, three actors as always. Uh, but I do think that this season they do have it. They finally have a chance, like a real shot at winning the league for once. Uh, and uh, I think that the way they're drilled, uh, the, they showed it perfectly against Real Madrid in the Super Cup. I mean, it seems it, they felt like a team that was that had been playing since, well, forever, which is kind of the case, isn't it? Uh, and uh, that was the vibe that they transmitted being preseason even. I mean, they're fully drilled, they're fully fit, and they're ready for, for the league, actually. So it's pretty interesting what they'll be able to offer. And they still have Diego Costa. They kept Costa, they kept Griezmann, they kept Oblak, which was the other one that was uh, a big name to uh, to not drop. Godin is also staying, he's now captain. Uh, all in all, I think Man for Man is probably the most balanced squad out there. Uh, it's a really, really interesting team to watch, uh, tough to play against. And as I said, it's a team that, a team that have been uh, have been playing together for years and years, and you can definitely tell. They, they know each other by memory. And you can imagine that those, uh, I imagine the players will fit the style. Obviously, I mean, Lamar adds speed to an already quick team that's really good at the counter. Uh, Joshua Martins is also really good signing of a similar cut. The only one signing that doesn't really make sense to me was Kalinitz. I just thought it was, okay, probably they just need an extra striker in case something happens, you know. But other than that, uh, it's a team that the signings make perfect sense for a team. Vizalico left, they brought in Arias, which is a a Colombian player with a very similar profile. Bit quicker, a bit more ill-tempered, also, but very, very even keeled. Uh, after saying, you know, kind of ill-tempered. And all I like that. an ill-tempered player. Yeah. And there is also one of the signings I like. You mentioned Rodri. Rodri. Rodri, this one, this uh, creative midfielder, is probably they're calling him the new Busquets, and it's very we saw in the Super Cup what he's what he's able to do. Hope it's not because of his dives that much, but uh, yeah. Mm. It's can they challenge for the title? Of course. Of course, they kind of challenge because under Diego Simeone, uh, he's a coach that uh, keeps they, they he keeps them mentally on 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 the tournament all the time, and there's a there's a team that he can he can he can fight with them. Mm-hmm. So they're a strong candidate. And the and the difference this year with Atletico Madrid is that they've stayed true to themselves. Yeah. So they keep they keep running. They keep uh, they run till exhaustion and they keep a high pressure as well. But what has changed is that they are with the new signings is they've kept the possession and I think that that's what we saw at the at the Super Cup final uh, with this new style of play. I think they are really really a, a really dangerous um, team with a lot of possession that makes them definitely big contestant for the league trophy. They are um, they mix a lot of possession but also a big intensity a big physical challenge. Yeah, it's. 
The other thing that's must interesting must be exhausting to play against them. They are. That's a thing. Must, like teams, the like they're they're dizzy and tired once they're done playing with them. And one of the things, and one of the key, like the mastermind behind this, is of course Simeone. Uh, well, he just denied that he's not going to join Argentina whatsoever. Like he's staying on board, which is huge news for any Atletico fan out there. Which, I mean, you can lose one, two, three players, even four of their you know key or whatnot. But having the coach there that knows how to build a project, knows what he's talking about, as Cholo does. I mean, that's I think your your your, your big pony trick there. So video fans will be delighted to know, as we mentioned already, VAR will be start being used. This is this is the first season VAR is being yeah, used. Yeah, it's the first season VAR oh, okay. is used. Um, what are the general thoughts, and are people happy about this? I mean, you guys all seem pretty happy about it. Yeah, I'm, for me, I'm yeah, too. it's it's the best thing football has done in many years, and 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 having it in La Liga for me is the best thing La Liga can do to help the referees and also the players. I agree. I, I mean, uh, of course, uh, there is a lot of people talking that it, that it's um, they are killing the sport, and that it's too slow, and that the decision making is not um, is not always fair either. But that's at the me. end of that's the me. day, I'm the grumpy man doing that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, it's technology, and it brings the sport forward, and we have to move forward. I mean, let's let's try it out. I think it has worked well during the World Cup. It makes it does make the game more fair, and I think that it makes it's just it's just funnier to watch and it's just um cool yeah and also it it has it has a referee too the referee is a human uh, we should exactly. know that and ref referee can make mistakes and uh, having having a guy on a, on a room saying hey be aware of this of this play the the goal is correct that is a good thing for the sport and for the referee too what i'm interested to know is because it's eventually going to go as in, oh, that video referee is anti-Barcelona, or that video referee is anti-Real Madrid. Mm, I suppose uh, less than that, apart from th that video referee is anti-Real Madrid or Barcelona, it will be, uh, be aware of this play, and, and we will find that VAR can make the football more fair. Well, this is a Madrid yeah, fan speaking, that's right? That's the theory, but right? I mean, but once you put it in practice, I fully agree with you. I mean, it's going to end up being what it, what referees are in Spain. Oh, I remember that game in 2007 where he, when he gave a Ronaldo yellow card. So obviously he hates Real Madrid. And he did that to Messi. So this guy's a dick to Barca. So I think the, the bar is just going to spoil out that way. And I, honestly, I think the debate is just going to make it better and more. It's going to make the league step up its game with VAR. There's no errors allowed, period. And it's not, I think that's a good thing. And it's not VAR that makes that happen I mean every time there is a Clásico they look up for pictures from <laughs> referees from 15 years ago when they were wearing a Barca jersey at the beach in the summer yeah, of God uh, forbid 1995 human, right uh, VAR is not going to change that it's yeah. going to be the same it's thing part of the, and the same people yeah the same people yeah. are going to say the same thing so How's it going to work? Is it going to be like in the World Cup? They do it for every decision, or what? no? It's no. A, it's a set rule. It's, it's only it's for, for 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 decisions. Please explain. Yeah. It can be a, a doubt about who has committed a foul, mm -hmm. doubt about uh, who scored a goal, mm -hmm. or if the ball entered or not. Mm -hmm. uh, a, a penalty action, penalty review in the air, in the area if it's a penalty. And calling for a for a red card or not, uh, for a yellow or red card or not. And the, as in the World Cup, uh, this, the center sits in the capital, so it, yeah. it's going to be in Madrid, uh, just a room reserved for yeah, that. Yeah, there's, there's the, the, no, it's, it's oh. only headquarters. I, I didn't imply anything with that comment. It's in the headquarters <laughs> of the Spanish Federation, not all. It's because they're, they're the, the best venue to hold the, yeah, yeah, the, BAR, didn't imply anything. the BAR headquarters. <laughs> 
You wanted to talk a little bit about Huesca. Yeah, Huesca is oh, for the first time. You see how I pronounced that? Almost. It was almost. 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 No, Huesca. The, 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 the H is silent. Yeah, it's Huesca. Oh, it's Huesca. Huesca. But close, close enough. Okay, you have a whole season. I have the whole season. Okay. We probably won't do another one of these again. Uh, <laughs> tell us about Huesca because they're their first their first season in La Liga. They're going to make their, their debut on the first on the first division in 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 a lot of years of history that has the team from Aragon. Uh, they were uh, 15 or 20 years ago playing on the fourth category of, of the Spanish football. So they have made a tremendous growth in 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 Spanish football, and we're gonna see that uh, this is going to one of, this is going to be one of the teams uh, ready to work under Leo Francos uh, as he, he will be the new manager. But also they are keeping Sam Johnson that uh, that they made on the, the the big performance on the second division last year. For example, uh, Cucho, the Colombian striker. They also got the loan from Axel Berner, the goalkeeper from Atlético de Madrid. Mm. So it's gonna be a, a very a very good team to watch. Can they stay up? Will they be there next year? Yeah, I think I think they can they can oh. continue next year on the, on the top division. Okay, that's ambitious. It is ambitious, isn't it? Mm. Very nice. In the notes for the podcast, one of you guys wrote that I forget which one. I apologize. Real Betis are building a really interesting team. I think that was what, sort of like a unanimous comment we've yeah. all had. I mean, and it's one of the teams to watch in Europe. Definitely. I mean, it's not just not built, just Spain in Europe. Tell us, built, tell us about them then. They've built quite the squad around uh, about what they already have, which is not you know small to begin with. But they've really reinforced themselves as of January. January they signed Mark Bartra from Dortmund. Uh, he came from Barcelona. Like he's he's La Masia material. He's a good centre back. He's won over the the, the fans already. It took him six months. Um, he. Who was actually giving it all to go to World Cup? It unfortunately didn't work for him, uh, and they've been signing players like Takashi Inui, players that you know are real low key but really you know efficient and get the job done at really low cost. Like Euro per Euro, I don't think a team in Spain has invested uh, wiser than they have. Uh, wow. It's definitely a team that uh, could do something. They already finished fifth or sixth last season, so they're playing Europe this season as well. Um, so it's definitely a team to watch. And that kid over there, my God, that green, that green and white is. You you love kids. You'll. I like a kid. Yeah, that's one to watch, definitely. One of them had a sash. Who's sash? Who's sash? Uh, was that, that Rayo Valladolid? I think it was Rayo, maybe? Might be Rayo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, the, the the Europe thing could be a distraction for them, though, no? It might be, but I think that they've they've added a lot of depth. We've said that a lot here, but they, they have, like, literally. They have lost very little, like, very few players that have been, like, key losses or anything. They've managed to replace them with, you know, fair enough quality-wise players. Um, and they've added a lot of names to the list that allow them a little bit of flexibility when it comes to like organizing themselves around three tournaments instead of two. So, okay, I think we're in for something interesting with them, for the, with them definitely. We have a couple of more questions, and then we'll get into the uh, predictions for this season. The one thing I wanted to discuss is the match day calendar is different this time around. Normally, it's mirrored. Is that right? Yeah, it's mirrored. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but this time they haven't. Any reason for that? Or this time they haven't because they want to make a league more, more, uh, more exciting until the last match day. For example, last year the league was was decided in early, uh, late February, early March. Um, so this season they have spoken to make, for example, to make the biggest matches of the season, Clásicos, Madrid Derby, Seville Derby. All these games that can can be important on the on the race on the title race mm-hmm. uh, to make them uh, as closer as they can on and not make a mirror calendar. Okay, that seems pretty normal. Yeah, it's entertainment. It's, I guess they're, they're just prioritizing entertainment and to not have, as he said, a dull league as of you know April. You know, which yeah. happens. It's been happening a lot in Europe lately. Uh, Bundesliga is a good example. Uh, league on. 
Serie A, they've all had sort of that same problem as mm-hmm. of recent. Spain had it kind of last season. So, yeah, I think it makes sense. Uh, is it like the obvious way the way to solve the problem? I don't think so. But, you know, at least they're trying to do something about it, which maybe, I can give them that. Maybe better distribution of TV money might be. That wouldn't idea. hurt. That would not hurt, definitely. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, my final question before predictions. Will Valencia live up to last season's expectations? That's what I want to know. Valencia is my favorite city in Spain. Oh, I've a, got a bit of a soft touch for the club. It's a good city to like, yeah. I think it's um, I think it's going to be difficult this season with um, Marcelino. But what I'm really interested in seeing with Valencia is the if they are going to be able to get uh, get this, because they've been running around him for after him for like four months now. I think their first offer was 40 million to PSG. They keep saying no. But the transfer markets are closing in Europe, so they don't have a lot of other offers. They are not interested in keeping Geddes. Valencia really wants him, but they are not. They are set on just offering forty million. Forty million. So I don't know where that's going. Forty gonna million seems about right. Yeah, forty million for, for Geddes. Yeah, but what? they want sixty for the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also there is a signing. A signing. My Valencia. I'm, I'm very excited to watch. But Suaji. Yeah, he's good. Oh, definitely. Oh, he's going to play in Valencia. He's yeah. alone from Chelsea, but he's going to. It's one of the players I like to see in, in 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 this in this La Liga season. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a fun thing to watch. I I named him as my player to watch in the Premier League last season. But but try yeah. Yeah, he's he's a lovely player. And okay. the first, sorry, the last thing, the yeah. first. Uh, game of Valencia is going to be against Atletico Madrid. Oh, beautiful! So it's going to yes. be a beautiful game. A great Kicking, game. La Liga kicks off tonight. Kicks tonight. tonight, Girona Valladolid first game, and then Betis Levante. Oh, if that doesn't get your heart racing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, let's get some predictions. Who'll be the first manager sacked? Ione. I want to go for Mitchell. He's a Rayo Vallecano's coach. He was the one that made the miracle of lifting the team up from the second division and bringing them to the to the first division but what I feel I don't know I just it's just my gut feeling that he's not gonna live up for the to the expectations and he's gonna be kicked out after five games that's Ooh. rather quick isn't it very mm-hmm. quick okay it's brave quickly I just want a name from you because I only taken up all the time with that yeah I'll go with uh, either Sevilla's Machine or Athletics Periso Eusebio Sacristan from Girona Really, the, okay. the, and, and I think Girona can from can be relegated this season. Okay, so Girona relegated. Who else? For me, Girona, Valladolid. That they didn't make very big signings, and also the last thing I'll put between Rayo Vallecano, Huesca, or uh, any other team that hasn't reforced Espanol also. Okay, your three clubs quickly. I'll go with Valladolid, Huesca, and either Rayo or Leganés. Ione. Huesca. Too much pressure, Levante and Valladolid. Okay, now to finish it all off, I want your top four, but I want it from four to one. Oh, okay. You wanted to rank. Okay. Yeah. Uh, should I start? Yeah, go on. Okay. Uh, fourth would be Valencia. I'll say four, third would be Real Madrid. Second, Barca. First, Atletico. Oh, ha, ha. Alejandro, all in. Fourth, Valencia. Third, Barcelona. Second, Atletico de Madrid. And first, Real Madrid. You're, you're trolling, Ooh. but we'll let, you, we'll let you away with it. Okay, let's go for it. Uh, Valencia, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, and Barcelona. Okay. Big season for Valencia then. Yeah. Oh, I, look forward to, yeah. I look forward to watching them. Okay, that's all from us today. My thanks to Hayoni, Daniel, Alejandro, and producer Demo. We will be back next week with Bundesliga and Serie A previews. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>